Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajara Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. If we look at the Jets as a football team, offensive line used to be a massive weakness. They got an up-and-coming star left tackle in Becton. They've improved at right guard with Lakin Tomlinson. They got Elijah Baratunk at left guard that they drafted from USC last year. McGovern at center and Fant at right tackle. If you add a player like Thibodeau to that defense that's going to continue to play better team football, Drake London with size because his two, two is his top three receivers in Braxton Berrios and Elijah Moore are 5'8 and 5'9. Mel is spot on. They need size. If they do that and then they get Linderbaum, who's a perfect scheme fit for under Michael Floor with the athleticism, Zach Wilson not only has the chance to be better in his second year, I honestly believe that Zach Wilson would have the chance to take off and take wow. a giant leap in his second season. Hmm. That's Dan Orlovsky still working on his key to the city, but he might want to talk about the Jags instead of the Jets if he wants that key to the city. Yeah. I'm not Brent, sure I'm not sure how popular Makai Becton is right now in New York either. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here on a Tuesday. Ronald Acuna Day, it feels like, here in Jacksonville because Gwinnett and Acuna – uh, up against the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. A lot of attention on this around big league baseball here in Jacksonville. Acuna coming off that ACL, missing a big chunk of last year, and, and now he makes his way back. He's a sensational player, electrifying player, fun-to-watch guy. And we get to see him here in Jacksonville, plus Doug Peterson throwing out the first pitch. We're hanging out in left field, a little tailgating of uh, the baseball grounds, one two one Financial Ballpark, Bregan Field. Get them all in. All the names, Brett Morton, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. Four o'clock hour means Shockier Mock is on the way. I uh, want to mention this, a really cool deal for UNF Osprey golfer Nick Gabrowchik. He was picked uh, for the Arnold Palmer Cup team uh, for a second consecutive season. And he's just one of 12 guys on this team. So it's a 12-man team from across the country. It shows you how well-respected UNF golf is, but also how well-respected Gabrowchek is. This is a kid we told you about before. I mean, keep an eye on him. He's got, like, tour kind of numbers, tour kind of skill set. He is that kind of talent. Now, I don't want to put too much on him, but he knows it. And uh, he's been sensational for the Ospreys, who have a very good program, a top 35 program uh, in the country. So he'll play this summer in uh, Switzerland, which is kind of cool. A uh, place that uh, I'd put on my bucket list, right? Switzerland? Switzerland? Yeah, why not, man? They're, they're, yeah. they're always neutral. It's all good. Yeah, it's kind of like, would that be a cool country to go to, but nobody really talks about, like Italy and France? and. I mean, it, Lyon, if you're know? a skier, Swiss, you know, Switzerland's the place to be. Yeah, I'd like to Check out those Alps. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, well, he'll get a chance to do it. By the way, two other uh, UNF golfers have done this before. Sean Dale, who's terrific, and Kevin Phelan as well. So uh, it's not the first time for a UNF golfer. Congratulations uh, to Nick Gabrelchek and, and the Ospreys still right in the middle of this uh, spring season. Go check out how they are doing. And the women's team, as well as ASUN championships, are here. Uh, you go to unfospreys.com for the latest on Nick and the men's and women's golf teams and everything else going on in spring sports, unfospreys.com. By the way, Weber just chimed in, said Switzerland was awesome. He's been. Nice, nice. Where hasn't Stuart Weber been? No, that guy gets around there now. Heck yeah, man. He, he gets around the globe. Where in the world is Stuart Weber? Appreciate it. I think. Like, what do they have in Switzerland? We know Switzerland for being neutral, for skiing. Uh, chocolate? Is chocolate good in Switzerland or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep, for sure. Like, I'm not a chocolate guy, so I, I don't, I wouldn't 
like, don't bring me home chocolate, it's fine. Or I'll yeah. be like, oh my gosh, I got to go get chocolate from Switzerland. And I feel like that's a thing. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, you know, they have hot chocolate because Swiss Miss was a brand. Oh, um, good. <laughs> good call. Yeah. <laughs> good call. Another thing I don't like, but good call. Yep. Um, all right. Well, there you go. I wonder how the food is in Switzerland. That's what I would care about. Uh, they got Swiss Army knives, you know. Oh, Swiss Army knives. Very good. Did yep. they come from Switzerland? They got cheese. I mean, I would hope so. They got cheese. You know? Swiss cheese. Yeah. A lot of stuff in Switzerland. Do you think the Swiss cheese is really that much better than everybody else's Swiss cheese? I mean, I don't think Swiss cheese is really that great of a cheese, to tell you the truth. Oh, really? I kind of yeah. like it. Yeah. Uh, didn't like it at all as a kid, but I like it now I don't, as an adult. I can't really eat it by itself. I'll, I'll be honest. I have to have, if it's like a, I think any good cheese you can eat by itself. Swiss is one of those cheeses I can't eat by itself. What's your favorite kind of cheese? Oh, dude. Colby Jack all day. Enough said. Casey, cheese guy? Pepper Jack. Okay. Still, still in the Jack family, you know, we're, we're, we're distant cousins. Yeah. I'm kind of like a, again, I'm not like a. I, if you say I American, I'm going to flip out. Oh, no, I, I okay. really don't like American cheese. I know, me, me too. It's yeah, um, And I, I, I'll tell you what's worse is the craft yellow cheese. Oh, which is essentially like American cheese. Like the craft singles. It like feels different and it's yeah. even worse. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't like it yeah. at all. It, it doesn't really melt, so I no. should tell you what you need to know about that cheese. So I like the sharp cheddar cheese that yeah, I can cut up and have with a little pepperoni. Yep. Yep, I like that. But uh, I actually like a little provolone. Like if I get to pick provolone or Swiss on my burger okay. is what I'll get. Okay. I, mean, I don't know what, what that makes me, but that's oh, what no. I Oh, no. No, you're good. I mean, listen, I'm not hitting on a Swiss on a burger with mushroom and Swiss. Like, yeah, Ooh. now we're talking, so. That is good. Yep. That's good. Uh, Brent Morton, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz here at uh, 4 o'clock on a Tuesday, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, I don't know how many days are left to the draft. We figured it's nine, but that I don't know. That means how many more uh, mock drafts do you have to shock? Oh, I mean, we still got about, I would say, at least a baker's dozen we're going to get after here. So, you know, it's like I said, that the last day, which will be on a Wednesday or maybe a Thursday, we can do We'll see how it goes. Probably a Wednesday. Um, it's going to be the shock your mock spectacular. It's just going to be rapid fire of, of shocking people's mocks. So I'm definitely going to take a couple town off so my blood pressure remains a little lower because the last thing we won't need is a heart attack on that day. Yeah, that's a very good point. We're going to need you. I'm going to have to pop out for some TV, so please don't have a heart attack. Maybe yeah, the next welcome. day. Um, but well, yeah, I mean, hey, we'll see, see how this draft goes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how the draft goes and how, and how many commercials get cut, you know, with the Jaguars pick uh, involved. Because, I mean, I'm a heart attack away there, so we'll see. Give me, uh, give me a little theme. Give me a little excitement level on this mock draft. Like, uh, is it going to be roasted? Like crazy? Is well, it halfway decent? Uh, what do you What do you think? Yeah, you know. So if you want to go for like the the Roger and Ebert review here a little bit to really kind of wet your whistles, wet your beaks of what you you can expect here in the next couple minutes, um, we're in fantasy land in this one, everybody. This is this is straight up fantasy land, and we got to do math again. And you know how I feel about math, so Professor Casey is going to break down the math for me because I swear if we talk about numbers anymore, I'll flip out. So Casey's going to break down some of the math that's involved in this one. Overall, a decent draft. We'll get into it, and uh, I'll let you evaluate from there, Brent. Let's go. Casey, hit the button. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear, and it absolutely will not stop, ever. I am shocked and appalled. I am shocked and chagrined, mortified and stupefied. So you're trying to play GM and you started a mock. 
So I go to my boy Money Martin. Oh, we popping in the truck. We sell the mother. Gonna shock your mock. 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 All right. Now, before we get message in the comments saying this isn't realistic, yeah, I know. But you know how I do shock your mock, right? I'm an equal opportunity shocker, and we go in order, right? We respect the cue. We respect the rules, because without rules, all we have is chaos. So, no, I wasn't the most pumped to break this one down today, because let's be honest, this is so far-fetched, it's not even funny. But in some alternate universe, if you're into Spider-Man the Multiverse, maybe one day this could happen to some in some universe. Not this one, but maybe in some universe it does happen. So let's go ahead and break it down. Let's have an open mind. Let's see where it takes us, and let's evaluate from there. Are we all good on that? I'm ready. Sure. All right. Uh, by the way, this, I mean, uh, we, we got to put the guys in it. Hang on. I got to find the guy, too, because this gem that we are breaking down today deserves at least a little hate towards the guy that uh, tweeted this one to us. So this guy is Duval Bill. Um, love the name, you know. Um, he says, when my next record drops, I ain't wearing no shirt. So not sure if that's a quote from somebody. Not sure if Kendrick Lamar said that. I doubt it. By the way. Yes. You know. You know about Kendrick. Oh, yeah, Kendrick, yeah, 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 that's, that's, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Okay, he's, cool. He's, he's back, Brent. Kendrick Lamar's back. But anyways. We're talking about that later? Well, or am we'll, I just listening? Yeah, we'll see. You can listen. You can follow along. But when we talk about Duval Bill, um, he, he follows me, and you know what? That's a great start, Duval Bill. Uh, I assume he's the guy in the picture. He's rocking a nice polo shirt. Looks like a maybe Hawaiian shirt. Kind of hard to see. He's tailgating. He's having fun. He's a Jaguars fan. He wants what's best for this team, just like we all do. And by that being said, well... Before we get into the very first selection, Casey, go ahead and break this down in terms of the math here. Yeah, so uh, the Houston Texans have decided that they are not going to stick with Davis Mills, and they're going to trade up for the number one overall pick. And in return, uh, keep in mind, in the division trade, uh, just to throw that out there. Oh, yeah, that's right, because we do the Texans twice a, twice a year. But okay, yeah, keep yeah, going. Sorry. And they will, in return, give us the third pick. Sure. The 13th pick. Sure. And the 107th pick, so another fourth-rounder, all in return for just the number one overall pick. So do you think they take Malik Willis here? You think they're it's like gotta be Aiden right. Hutchinson, maybe gives him J.J. Watt vibes? What, what, what's the move there? I, I think if you're trading up for number one when you could just, you know, wait yeah. two turns for a pass yeah. rusher, you True. probably are taking a quarterback. It's a good point. It's a good point. And PFF, and once again, I mean, you know how I feel about PFF, gave this move an A-. minus. If the Jaguars somehow swing this out of nowhere with, an, with a divisional opponent and they get another first-round pick and then they only move two spots down, I mean, you got to be joking me. That That's an A++++. Professors will be breaking this move down from years and years to come. Not going to happen, but if it did in an alternate universe, they're taking a pick number three, Kayvon Thibodeau. And you know, tell them that Bill O'Brien left the Houston Texans. This is a, that's a fantastic point as well. I, I feel like Lovey Smith runs a nice, tight, clean ship, and he wouldn't be for this. But once again, Brett, alternate universes, here we go. So pick number three, we got Kayvon Thibodeau, and you know how I feel about this guy. And PFF actually agrees with me here, gave that, this pick an A+. This is the ultimate boom guy. Right. Um, this guy could be the best edge rusher in a couple years in the draft. Now, when it's all said and done this year, will he be the best? Will he put up the biggest numbers? And it's hard to make an argument for because I think Hutchinson could be doing that. 
But I think a couple years from now, we're going to be talking about Thibodeau. So I love this pick. Go ahead and get your guy outside the box a little bit. I am not mad at this one whatsoever, Duval Bill. You're off to a great start. The trade was kind of whatever, but you got your guy in Kayvon Thibodeau. So let's keep it moving. Uh-oh, here we go again. <laughs> Professor... Want to break this one down for us, please? Yeah, so uh, now the Jags, who had pick 13, keep in mind, from the Texans, have traded pick 13 as well as pick 33 mm. to Philadelphia, who's mm. already been trading picks this offseason. Yes. But nonetheless, the Jags will then receive picks 15 and 18. So 15 and 18 coming to Jacksonville for 13 and 33 going to Philly. And obviously this can only mean one thing. It's Drake London time. <laughs> <laughs> for the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. and that very well could be. Um, I find that baffling that the Eagles would trade, you know, a first-round pick and get a second-round pick in response. You know. So it yeah. is what it is. And once again, I find it baffling that PFF on this grade gave it a B-. minus. Hey, Chris Collinsworth, get your staff in order. What do you get? If this happened, A++++++++. What do you mean it's a B-? minus? Hey, I'll tell you right now, Casey, the algorithms are all out of whack. Chris Collinsworth, get your stuff together. You're better than that. How you put your name on something and you give this trade a B- minus for the Jaguars? You got to be joking me. But... Nevertheless, we got ourselves a weapon for Trevor Lawrence. And I feel like it's a win, win, win. I say it's a win, win, win because, number one, Jamison Williams might be the best wide receiver in the draft. So, Casey, that's a win, and that's a draft need alert as far as I'm concerned. It is a Trent bulky blue light special because, well, coming off a torn ACL. And even though he didn't run the 40-yard dash of the combine or the pro day, rumors and speculations and sources are saying that a couple years ago when he first got to Alabama, dude ran, ready for this? A 4 a four, two, four. Speed. I am speed. A 4 two, 4 Now, if Ooh. that's true, <laughs> come on, here we go. So we talk that's about three-button pick. That's uh, a three-button selection. It's a, it's a three-button selection. So we talk about Jamison Williams. I mean, first of all, Guys, just close your eyes and say the name Jamison Williams. Passes the name test, right? You can see Jamison Williams getting touchdowns. Like, imagine closing your eyes and seeing, and there's Trevor Lawrence to Jamison Williams on a 70-yard scamper. Like, I, I can definitely hear that. I can, George, I can Williams over the middle at the midfield. Yeah, the 45, the 40, absolutely. Out to the 30, the 25, 20. Yep. He's into the end zone for exactly. six. And, Lawrence to Jamison Williams. And, Jags go up yep. 6 nothing. Nicely done. And make sure you say a 70-yard scamper because they love to use the word scamper. I don't know what scamper, scamper means, but scamper is being thrown out there a lot. Um, change it, everybody. But I, I like the name test. So he passes the name test. Unlike a George Pickens where you close your eyes and it's like, come on, what are we doing here? So Jamison Williams passes the name test. I like it a lot. 6-1 and a half, because they had to throw that in there, I guess. So he's six one and a half, one seventy nine, a little on the smaller side. Um, we haven't done a lot of next-gen stats, but I felt like we should for this guy. The next-gen stats say that he's an elite prospect with elite status. Um, it's a scale of 1 to 100, and usually I don't really name it because it's next-gen. Who, who cares? But uh, this one, he was a 90. So he was in the blue. He was considered an elite prospect with, uh, in a couple of years, could be a pro bowler, if not an all-pro. So they're really high on Jamison Williams on the next-gen stats. The player comparison, and this is where we take a turn for worst. Hit, you know, hit the off-the-rails button real quick. I love it. 
because this is directly and th this is a diss track as far as I'm concerned towards Lance Zerline. And Lance Zerline, I hope you find this video and you listen to it. Do you know who the player comparison is for Jamison Williams? Take one guess. Byron Pringle. Not bad. George Pickens. Will Fuller. That's <laughs> 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 terrible. Lance Zerline, time to hang it up. Time to hang it up, all right? Because the new school kids, they're coming and knocking, and they're taking your job. Because if you mean to tell me that Jamison Williams is the next Will Fuller, you got another thing coming, sir. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm a big Lance Zerline guy, but you can't call that dude the next Will Fuller and expect me not to go off the rails about it. So take it for what you want. He said he's the next Will Fuller. I think he's the very first Jamison Williams, and that's all you got to know about that. The only concern about Jamison Williams going forward is the fact that he only caught 15 balls at Ohio State, and some scouts are concerned, like, well, where was the production at Ohio State? I really don't care, man. Just turn turn the Alabama film. Look what it did against the top competition. Enough said. I like the pick with Jamison Williams. I think it's higher than a B-plus what PFF gave him. I think it's an A pick. I like Jamison Williams a lot. Next pick. With the trade with Philadelphia, now we're getting Tyler Linderbaum. Center... Iowa. Now, I'm like, if, hey, by the way, we're doing a three-hour special on TV, and if this is happening in live action, I am giddy on CBS 47 and Fox 30 right oh, now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because now you got essentially maybe the best edge rusher, possibly, possibly. You have possibly the best wide receiver, possibly, possibly. And you probably have, I mean, in terms of offensive line, I get he's a center, so you can't really count offensive line, but you have by far the best center and possibly the best offensive lineman of the draft class in Tyler Lindenbaum. Now, you know, if Jordan Davis was available, I hope he wasn't. Bill, I would have loved to see you get Jordan Davis here. Because if you get Jordan Davis here, well, then, Casey, you're hopping on the motorcycle, and we're going to go around the city and say this is our year, right, Casey? We're going to take that motorcycle like Dumb and Dumber, and you and I are going to go to Vegas. We can both fit on it. It's all good. And we're going to Vegas, and we're putting all the money on the Jacksonville Jaguars winning the Super Bowl, right? We're putting my, my son's college tuition on the Super Bowl for the Jaguars winning because, well, if you get if you get Jordan Davis, Jamison Williams, and Kayvon Thibodeau, you're, you're going to the Super Bowl. Now, you didn't get Jordan Davis, and it's okay. You got Tyler Lindenbaum, and that's okay in my book, and here's why. We talk about Tyler Lindenbaum a little bit on this show. He could theoretically drop to 18. I can see this happening. I don't see him dropping in the second round. So let's get that out of our minds right there, future mockers. He's not going in the second round. He's too talented. Remember when I said that the next-gen stats had Jameson Williams at a 90, an elite prospect? Guess what yeah. Tyler Lindenbaum's numbers were for the next-gen stats? 93. 99. Oh, might have broke the computer. Rating. Might have broke the computer, actually. Oh, might have shut down PFF, and this is why the grades are all out of whack and why Chris Collinsworth is probably pulling out his luscious hair right now because Tyler Lindenbaum broke the next-gen stats at a 99. This guy is the most guaranteed can't-miss prospect, according to next-gen stats, in the entire draft at a 99. Um, a little about him, Jason Kelsey comparisons all day. Right when you see him, he's six two two ninety six. Now you hear those numbers, you think, okay, well he's a little on the on the on the smaller side, a la Jason Kelsey. But what he lacks for maybe in size, he makes up with toughness. He makes up with anchor, core strength, and obviously speed. Just like Jason Kelsey. Keep in mind who Jason Kelsey is, a guy who spent a lot of time with Doug Peterson. So maybe Doug Peterson would like him some Tyler Lindenbaum. The most important stat. I want you guys to take away from this whole breakdown here of Shock Your Mock and Tyler Lindenbaum. Don't, 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 don't go to the, you know, don't go to the YouTube videos saying, well, he's good, he has a good anchor. Don't go to that 80-year-old scout on the street corner saying, hey, he's got some good sand in his pants. He's got some nice thick th thighs. All you got to know about Tyler Lindenbaum, 
Ever heard of a guy named Tristan Wirfs? Oh, I have. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about Tristan Wirfs? Very good. Good, yeah. Would you say that Tristan Wirfs is an animal? Animal. Would you say that Tristan Wirfs is a beast? Yeah. Beast. Well, who do you think in the Iowa high school state semifinals took Tristan Wirfs down in wrestling and defeated him when he was a junior? Wow, that's a deep dive. That's a great set. Tyler Lindenbaum. Okay, Tyler Lindenbaum beat Tristan Wirfs, and keep in mind, he wasn't a senior at the time, Tyler Lindenbaum was a junior, beat Tristan Wirfs at state wrestling, and went on to win the whole thing. Enough said, okay? You're winning state championships in the state of Iowa in wrestling? Maybe he should be the number one overall pick. I'm just saying, Iowa's, in terms of wrestling, they know what they're doing there, and you beat a guy like Tristan Wirfs, who, I mean... Big dude. I, I assume he was pretty big in, in high school as well. So, yeah, a lot to like about Tyler Lindenbaum. A little fast fun fact about him as well. Uh, he actually got recruited as a defensive tackle, started out as a defensive tackle, and then they moved him to center. So there's another fun oh. fact about Tyler Lindenbaum. Can't get enough of that guy. Uh, let's go on to pick number 65, and Professor comes back in here. Not to break down some math, but Casey, you know what time it is. It's that Dylan Parham fun fact of the day at pick 65 from Memphis Guard. What do you got for today. Yeah, I just want to reiterate, this is the most boring human on the planet. <laughs> He's done nothing. He posts nothing on social media. Heck of a football player, but that's pretty much it. By the way, uh, Tony Khan just salivating at the mouth if they get Linderbaum because it's an oh, AEW thing. Oh, can you imagine the re- Yeah, it's a good point too, Casey. Good point. So here's what we found out about our boy Parham today. When he showed up at the University of Memphis, he was a tight end. And they said, nah, bro, we got to move you to the offensive line. Okay. And then in 51 games in Memphis... 28 starts at left guard, 12 starts at right guard, and 11 starts at right tackle. You can put this guy anywhere. All right. So, I mean, it's definitely some sexy analysis there, Casey. I appreciate it. What's the personality like? Yeah, we got nothing. He's oh, so yeah. boring. Like, li- listen, he has no Twitter. He has 12 Instagram posts, and none of them are anything but football except this one where he went to California one time, yeah. and he's on the phone. Okay. So essentially, have no problem leaving his phone behind for team meetings. I guess not. So essentially what you're saying is he's the great-looking girl in the bar, but we haven't talked to him yet to see or talked to her yet to see what she's got for personality. I've looked through article after article, and nobody Nothing. has anything on this guy. All right. I guess we got to so risk it for the biscuit. drafting him in the box. <laughs> okay? There's just nothing about well, Parham. Hey, I hate to tell you, man, but we got some more uh, Parhams coming up eventually oh. here. So you better do some more research. Call the FBI or something because uh, we're going to need some more about Parham. All right. Pick number 70. Now we're going to defense. It's about time, right? Linebacker getting addressed. I still don't see interior defensive line, which makes me a little nervous. Um, I'm, I'm sweating a little bit. It's hot in here as well, though. Uh, we're getting Darian Beavers out of Cincinnati. He's been on here before a little bit. 6'4", 255. Keep in mind, like, he's a guy that went to UConn, which, you know, questionable, IQ. And then he left UConn. Okay, makes sense, so better IQ. Um, and he's the guy that has the most disrespectful scouting profile of anybody in this draft class. When I say he's got the throwback mentality and he's got throwback athleticism, okay? I, I, I made fun of Stuart Weber when we talked about Darren Beavers before about the, the tight hips. I don't got to go back there. You get it? The, the guy's got very tight hips. So maybe you get him on some kind of yoga program. Maybe, you know, try to get some of that foam rolling, that myofascial release, if you know what I'm talking about. But where it stands right now with Darren Beavers, it's a special teams guy. He's got good size. Um, He's got the right attitude. He's just lacking a lot of athleticism. 
and probably the ability to play, you know, a starting linebacker in the NFL, at least where he is right now. So this is a depth play, which, you know, we talk about a depth play at pick number 70. That's still starting potential. So this one's a little questionable, in my opinion. Uh, we go to round four, pick 106. Jeremy Ruckert um, out of Ohio State. I, I don't know what the infatuation all of a sudden is with Ohio State uh, tight ends. It's like this is like we're in the alternate universe. It's, it's Luke Farrell. Okay. Okay. This is, just, this, is just, this is just Luke Farrell. It's, it's an upset. I mean, like, I don't care what the grade says um, from Chris Collinsworth. Like, he can say whatever he wants. It's Luke Farrell. All right. I, I watched a little video. It's Luke Farrell. So you, you got Luke Farrell take two, essentially. And. I don't want to be a hater or anything, but it, I don't think we've had the best luck with Ohio State guys here. Uh, besides, besides that, for like Devon Hamilton, we'll see. Devon Hamilton could be a special player. Um, but I'm, I'm all set on Ohio State right now. I want to get Ohio State out of my system. Bring Michigan in if you want it, but I'm, I'm all good with that. And then rounding out the list, we got pick 107, uh, Rashad White out of Arizona State. Um, once again, going to be a depth play here. And even at pick, uh, in round four, at pick 107, I mean, it could be a starting caliber guy. You pick him. Okay, it'll be for depth. Depth it is. and Depth it is, and that's been this edition uh, of Shock Your Mock goes to the alternative uh, universe, I guess. (laughs) It was terrific. I don't care about the rest of it after the first round. Oh, I know. I mean, there's there's a lot to like there. But once again, I mean, where's the interior defensive line? That didn't get addressed whatsoever. Um, you did clog a lot of holes. You, you have a lot of great players, but not everything was addressed. And I think if you trade that much, you should probably address everything. Yeah, here's what I like about this. Uh, I, I like the idea of this. I don't know, but I, I agree with you. Like, if a Jordan Davis was, I think there, that'd be a better pickup. And, mm-hmm. boy, would you feel good if you got an edge guy and a Jordan Davis. Wow. Um, heck, maybe he's worth jumping back in the first round to get if he's starting to slip, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also like the idea that we just didn't have, like, 12 draft picks and like where are you going to put these guys and how many are going to go on the practice squad and who's going to really contribute and it's i don't need that many players in the draft man that's why i want to trade up am i cool with that like, uh, oh yeah uh, i'm sorry real quick too about rashad white also has very very tight hips so you, oh. you, you so you have two guys in this draft that have some of the tightest hips that the mankind has ever seen so like i'm not sure how it works in football but in terms of salsa dancing this team's gonna suck yeah <laughs> i was gonna say it's gonna be the worst team anything- ever is there anything when tight hips is a good thing? Oh, good call. <laughs> I mean, probably not, no. <laughs> I would say no. <laughs> not salsa dancing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and not football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, good shock your mock. Good try, Duval Bill. Thanks for bringing it. We got several more shock your mocks, including a shock your mock extravaganza. Mm. Next week, where we're not sure even if Austin Lane will survive. Maybe we should do it in, like extra podcast form or something like that. Give a little bonus cover. Okay. You're, you're asking a lot more work than me, but we can maybe figure that out. Uh, probably really more, more work for uh, Casey. Oh, there it is then. Like he needs more. I mean, hey, I still have to be there to record it. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back. Action. We will be here when we come back. Action Sports Shacks. We're on the road once again. Baseball grounds. one one Financial Ballpark. Bragan Field for Ronald Acuna Day here at the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. I don't think that's the way the Jumbo Shrimp are billing it. He plays for Gwinnett, the other team, but it's a rehab stint, and it's creating some excitement in all of minor league baseball here in Jacksonville and, of course, for any Atlanta Braves fan. So come on out, plus Doug Peterson throwing out the first pitch, and you can listen to the Jumbo Shrimp game tonight on ESPN 690. We are your home for Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp baseball right here on ESPN 690. 
off seasons in Atlanta. Opening day first baseman, 11 consecutive years for this team. Signed less than a month ago still. Slices in deep left center field. Freddie Freeman hits his first home run as a Dodger in his first at-bat against the Braves. How do you like me now? One-nothing Dodgers. Here come the Freddie Chance. It was an interesting departure from the Braves for Freddie Freeman. Uh, he's beloved in Atlanta. Now, after winning a World Series, he should be. Uh, but there was also this sense uh, that the negotiations didn't go as planned in the communication. And so it was, okay, see you later. Welcome in Matt Olson, who might be better anyway. Uh, there was that feeling. Well, uh, first game against his old team. How about that for Freddie Freeman? The Dodgers beat the Braves last night 7-4. to four. And uh, that must have been a thrilling moment. You've played against your former team, Austin Lane, and you did it in a preseason game and were jacked up. No, absolutely. You know, and especially with Freddie Freeman, like who was always kind of seemed like the heart and soul of the Braves team. And even like when he left, like there wasn't, at least we didn't get the feeling there's any ill will. You know, like I think he left on good terms and fans still cheer for him. So, yeah, I mean, that, that home run was monumental because it, it, it was kind of like the most humble jab ever back yeah. at the Braves organization. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it got me thinking a little bit. Are there certain players that you would think, like, man, I can't wait to play my former team? And it's interesting that the Freeman thing comes up because we're kind of doing that a little bit with the Kyrie Irving stuff, right, in the Nets and Celtics series. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Although, i got to be honest with you, I don't really look at Kyrie. I understand he played there and he went there and he, and he was supposed to be like the guy there and he played whatever it was a few years there. I still really, when I think of Kyrie, I think of him more as the Cav, you know, with LeBron. Um, but... I understand that element is there. Are there other athletes currently where that you almost like they can't wait to play their former team? I mean, was Br like Brady didn't seem like he couldn't wait to play New England. Like that wasn't the case. It, it was almost like get this thing over with, you know? Yeah. I mean, I bet Ramsey's like that. Yeah, I mean, I was there, and I never really sensed that it was like. I, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little surprised it wasn't as personal as I thought it might be that week. Like, I give Jalen credit. Like, he downplayed the heck out of it that week yeah. in the media. You know, and, and he had all the room to talk. They were way better. They were going to win easy. They did win easy. All that stuff. Um, and, and sure, I, I imagine inside it was probably like that. But uh, I never felt it being there that it was as much as I thought it was going to be. Maybe I overplayed it in my mind. But, uh, yeah, those are those are good calls. Like, uh, how about, like, Russell Wilson, if he plays Seattle? Or will all these quarterbacks that have been on the move, will they feel that? Or do you think that people are just, hey, man, it's part of the business, part of sports. Like, uh, yeah, we're going to play I mean, You know, it's, that's the thing with, like, Russell. Like, it, it was on such good terms. So, once again, like, I mean, obviously, I think, I'm sure Seahawks fans were, were sad to see him go and, and probably a little annoyed that he wanted out. But I think, like, any true Seahawks fan would understand like, why he wanted out in the first place. Yeah. You know, so... Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he would want to definitely stick it to the Seahawks. But, like, I don't think, like, see, because like, I was thinking about how they left and, like, what that interaction would be like. For instance, I mean, growing up in Green Bay, you know, when Favre went to the Jets, that was one thing. But then when Favre went to the divisional rival, the Minnesota Vikings, I mean, that was a civil war in the state of Wisconsin. Like, that that divided families. I agree with you there. So, like, yeah. that, I mean, that, that that's, like, the, the gold standard, I think, in terms of, like, going to play your old team again. 
you know, well, I think you bring up a great point, but I also think you also play into what I'm talking about. And, like, times have changed a little bit. We've now seen Peyton Manning go on. We've seen Brady go on. We've seen Russell Wilson go on. We thought Aaron Rodgers might go on. That one was different. Mm-hmm. That whole thing was definitely different, and you could feel it. And I'm just not sure we feel that as much anymore, Austin, as we used to feel because, well, when you, it's free agency. Like, now I, I, if I'm going to bet on something, I'm going to bet that X player won't play the entire career with his team. Quite frankly, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be very good in Jacksonville. I'm not convinced he's going to play his entire career in Jacksonville after what I just saw the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, see, I think that you need the rare occurrence or circumstance that you have to leave a team that was successful and then you have to go to that team and have just as much success or even more success. So, like, Kyrie's a great example of this. When Kyrie was in Boston, like, yeah, they didn't win it, but they were still a very competitive team. And now he goes to Brooklyn, and they're a very competitive team there as well. So you have to have that formula, I believe, where you have to leave a competitive team and go to another competitive team. Yeah, yeah. I think, again, I do think it's situational to your point. Um, and we'll see. Uh, that was, again, I don't really even think it was an angst kind of moment yesterday for Freddie Freeman. It was almost more like I feel like it was a cool moment. That's cool. Freddie's a good dude. Yeah. Hit a home run against us in his first at bat. All right. The season's long. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the other thing about baseball, too, right? You play so many games uh, and multiple series, usually against teams, not all the time, but usually. It's a little bit different than, like, say, the NFL, where you might only go see a team or your former team like once every four years. Sure. Yeah. You know? So that, that plays into it a little bit on the football side of uh, uh, things. Hey, I want to tell you a little bit about uh, the grand opening of iCryo. It's opening up on Saturday down St. John's County at the Pavilion at Durban. And uh, you got to check this out. If you like grand openings, which who doesn't like a grand opening? If you like things that are free, who doesn't like things that are free? How about a free whole-body cryotherapy and compression therapy? Free. Try it out. Go there on Saturday down to iCryo in St. John's County, the Pavilion at Durban, and you can get that for free. Also, $9.99 for a cryofacial. They have a bunch of lifestyle services, and they also have a bunch of specials going on this week all the way up until they the grand opening. So make sure you check it out. Download the iCryo app. Look them up. Give them a call, and uh, you can get basic pass of six lifestyle services for $99, premium pass, 16 services for $179. There's also elite pass that you can get, graduate to as well. I cry. One thing I've learned about covering sports, it's just as much about recovery as it is about the training and performance, and it's a great place to recover down there at I cry. We've been doing it. The kids have been doing it, uh, and uh, absolutely love it. That chamber is cold now, not going to lie, but uh, it does feel good. Uh, when you're done with those uh, three minutes in that uh, uh, cryotherapy chamber. I cryo, look them up, uh, grand opening this Saturday in St. John's County. Let's get South Beach, Gary, right now uh, here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. What's happening, South Beach, Gary? Hey, Austin Bunn. You were wondering yesterday why Bill, Bill Belichick's still coaching. It's a simple answer. He wants to break Don Shula's all-time wins record. Yes, yeah, uh, there you coach. go. That could be it. Simple. How far is he away? I think he's around 30, so they said he had average like 10 a year, 30, 33, somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, the 17-game schedule might help him get there a little quicker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, hey, you're I got to figure with his ego, that's the... That's the well, I don't know that's just, in the world. It's not just an ego play. I mean, that's a that's right. That's why Albert Pujols is still playing, right? Well, and one could wonder if Tom Brady wants to break Michael Jordan's championships. 
as well. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And, and three quick questions, guys. With the Jags uncertainty of running back, why don't they just, like, trade with the Dolphins who have an excess running back, say for maybe a fifth or sixth round or get Miles Gaskin as, as insurance? And uh, is it true that Mel Kuyper's not going to be there for the draft because he, he hasn't got vaccinated? Is that true? And uh, the schedule release, have you guys heard? anything about that i'll hang up and listen thanks guys all right thanks uh let's uh, first of all i cannot tell you about mel i i i didn't see that i don't know where that well, it was yeah i mean it's it's kind of announced i mean i don't i don't think he's come out and said anything yet but um yeah the the, the espn's not gonna let him attend because he's not vaccinated oh okay so that's an espn thing more than an nfl thing yeah um, i think that's to do with like espn and then their policies so he's going to be doing that virtually Interesting. Okay, yeah. so I guess that is pretty true. And, yes. and you know what? I'm, I'm not even sure we're bothered by that anymore, right? I mean, if we see somebody doing something from their house, like a Mel Kuyper Jr., does it matter, right? Probably not, but also, like, he, he has the draft, though. You know, like, he's, like, when I think of the NFL drafts and people breaking it down, like, I think of Mel Kuyper. So it's definitely going to be a little different now that he's not, you know, at the table. Um, breaking down these players, so you might lose a little luster, but he's still going to be there in some capacity. It's not what we're accustomed to seeing. Yeah, and if they want to make it big at his home and almost like you can't even tell, they can do that. You yeah. Know? They'll make it happen. It's it's easy enough if they want to put the resources and work oh, into it. What's even and, bigger is, is are they at odds a little bit? Well, and, 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 and I stand corrected. He actually he did release a statement um, yesterday, um, okay. and, and he did, in fact, confirm it that, you know, um, it seems to be all good, and he, I mean, this is his words. He understands the decision, um, and he's happy to be working with his colleagues uh, for, I think it's, what year is it? Whatever, uh, it's 39th um, yeah. year uh, doing this with ESPN. So, yeah, okay. there you go. Well, listen, it's really interesting nowadays. I don't, I understand everything just happened with the airlines, but as it relates to the pandemic and sports, we don't really hear a lot about that anymore. Now, Plowicki, I think it is, for the Red Sox, just tested uh, positive. That was the first time I've heard something announced about somebody testing positive for COVID-19 in a little bit. Now, maybe I missed something. Uh, but then there's the vaccination stuff, obviously the Mel Kuyper situation. Mm -hmm. But it just doesn't seem like it's a prevalent topic. Now, baseball, again, it, it still rides uh, to the occasion because uh, Toronto, like some of the Red Sox players aren't going yeah. because you have to be vaccinated, right? So yeah. it's re it, really, I would say, baseball and going to Toronto and playing has been maybe the biggest thing I've heard as of late. That might just be because I follow the Red Sox a little bit, but uh, uh, you just don't hear about it as much. All right, as for South Beach Gary running backs, here what I would say. There's no reason to do anything right now. You get the draft, see who you get. You can get undrafted free agents, see what you get. You can get to August and even to Labor Day, Austin, and even to a trade deadline eventually. And if you don't like your running back situation, the guys aren't as healthy as you hope they would be. You can make moves with that position, I think, and, and get somebody. I, I don't think there's any rush to do that. No, and keep in mind as well. I mean, you're not looking for necessarily a starting running back here for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're looking for a guy that can maybe come in and maybe spell Travis Etienne or James Robinson, assuming one of those guys maybe doesn't come back to full strength right away. So if we're talking about that, and you're talking about at least where it sits right now, you have so many draft picks at your disposal. I mean, why would you spend money, even more money, in trading for somebody and taking on that contract? We can get a, a dependable guy in the fourth or fifth round that's going to be serviceable. All right, what was the last South Beach Gary question? I lost track. Schedule it release. Oh, schedule release. Uh, I think the NFL has moved to releasing the schedule after the draft. 
That's something that's happened the last couple of years. It used to be before the draft. Now it's not. I think they like where they're at in May. I think you're probably looking at somewhere between, uh, I'm going to guesstimate here, like May 5th and May 15th, something like that, somewhere in that window of, uh, of schedule. And uh, there were some rumors already floating around about who the Jags will play in London. Uh, not going to confirm or deny those, but we'll see where the schedule shapes up. Uh, I, I know we know this. The Jags are playing Atlanta in the preseason because they're going to practice with them. Mm. Uh, Doug Peterson told me that down at the NFL owners meetings, and we reported that. Uh, so that's one of those games. We know the Hall of Fame game, by the way, came out today. That's going to be on NBC, uh, which we don't like that much on Fox and CBS here in town. Uh, but uh, that Hall of Fame game will be on NBC uh, against uh, the Raiders. So we know, like, two of their opponents <laughs> out of the four in the preseason. And then we, we'll just have to wait, I think, guys, until uh, sometime in early to mid-May to get the schedule reveal. All right. And, by the way, the uh, the Jags have some really good home games this year, like the Dallas Cowboys. I'm, I can, I'm pretty confident. I don't even know if this has publicly been said, but that Dallas Cowboys game isn't going to London. Yeah, that, that, played here. That, that, that wouldn't be good for business. No, they, and they know that, and and that is not happening. So, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, where else everything shakes out, um, that will happen. Do we have the Brent Martineau better house on it guarantee? To no Dallas? Yes. Yes. Okay, I like that. I can guarantee you that. I like that. Um, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Okay, you guarantee, I like that. It sounded like the dude from uh, Men's Warehouse. You don't like the way you look. <laughs> I guarantee you. There you go. You're, 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 hey, you guys are going to like Dallas coming to Jacksonville. I guarantee it. I don't know if you'll like them leaving Jacksonville as much as they leave. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Casey just told me, and speaking of the Jaguars, speaking of London, how about Fulham? Oh, Wait, yeah. They dominated that league, Casey, right? And yeah. they just fully earned their promotion back up to the English Premier League today. Yeah, they won 3-0 today. Um, still first in the championship, but now it is guaranteed that they will once again be promoted to the EPL and will be competing against uh, the biggest teams in the UK next year. So that'll be a big money bump for Tony Khan and the boys. Um, you know, I'm sure they'll be okay even if they don't get the money bump, but at the end of the day, uh, it's exciting for Fulham. Uh, they'll be heading back to the EPL. Nice. I, I remember having this... Uh uh, conversation a couple years ago, like, hey, I feel like the Jags have momentum. Fulham got promoted again. The Jags have this going on, coming up 17. And so, okay, well, that didn't work out, so I'm not going to play that card. Uh, <laughs> oh, because that was when the AEW had just come out, right? It was doing yeah, pretty yeah, well. Yeah. I was like, hey, man, I feel like the cons have a lot of momentum going on. Sure. And I was like, well, okay. Off the Here we are again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I will say, you said something that's pretty interesting, and I think there are a lot of novice soccer folks. Uh, I think Fulham, by the way, is a really cool place to go. Like, I, that is one thing I've gotten to do over there in London. It's really neat, and I'm not a soccer, soccer guy. But uh, the money difference, Casey, you just said, is massive. Yeah. Right? Going from that league to the EP, uh, English Premier League, EPL. Yeah, yeah, EPL, correct. Uh, yeah, it's uh, millions and millions and multi- an incredible amount of money that you get. Uh, to, I mean, just starting at the top to win the EPL is an incredible amount of money. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. Hundreds of millions, yeah. And then just going, uh, the rel- or the promotion will give them a, a bump, and then obviously if they do indeed hold on, which they're, they should, and win the championship. There is a good amount of money there. It's nothing like EPL money, but uh, you get that huge money. And then you also get the brand recognition where, like right now, 
on USA, which is pretty much NBC Sports now. They've pretty much moved everything to NBC. There's a game on right now in the EPL. So you're going to get that brand recognition on Saturday mornings playing Liverpool or playing Manchester City. So it's yeah, yeah. It, what you gain outside of the actual cash they hand you uh, is pretty, pretty valuable. You know, itself. it's going to be wild how Tony Khan owns AEW, and it's all about TBS and TNT. And they're in direct competition with USA Network with Monday Night Raw. Oh, wow. And now his, you know, his True. football oh, is club wild. is going to be on USA Network, which is wild. Yeah, that, that is pretty wild. Uh, hey, Casey, these, Fulham was dominant this year. Yeah. Like, crazy dominant. Yes. Does they, that carry over to the EPL? Like, will they be good? Do we know that yet? Or will a lot change with their roster? See, that's the part I don't fully understand. Yeah, I mean, no. Like, will they be good? No. Like, will they go beat Liverpool? No. Like, that's just not how it works. Like, they don't have the budget to spend that a team like Liverpool or like Manchester City has. Like, there's rumors that Manchester City is going to make a $500 million move here in the, in the upcoming future. So, like, Fulham just can't make those moves. I mean, we did get CM Punk in AEW, though. Did it cost $500 million? Probably not. Go right. on. So, they they will probably be in a spot to compete to not get relegated again. And to be in the bottom three, they will be able to compete there. Because, like you said, they were dominant this season. They're 26-8-8, eight eight, which is pretty good. So, I, you know... I think the goal, once they're there, is to stay there. And, yeah, it might be at the bottom of the table, but just don't get sent back to the championship. I think this is the third time they've been promoted since they've bought the club. Well, I mean, I it's, say. it's hard to stay. I mean, there, there are so many. I mean, there are teams that, in, in Fulham's case, they will play a decent amount of games next year that they really don't have a chance to win. Have a so, chance to win. Yeah, you're right. And you have, have to be, and have nots. you have to be perfect on the games that you can win. You can't yeah. afford to slip up and even draw in those games. You need to win those games that you're supposed to win, and it's tough. We've, a we've asked about Tony Khan being more involved with the football side of things. He's done a great job with AEW. He's done a good job with Fulham here to get him back to promotion status. Does he, If he proves like he could get them to the middle of the pack in the EPL, like is there any correlation that he should be more involved with the football stuff here in Jacksonville? Uh, yes. Yeah, man, I think it's been a long time coming. Yeah, yes. To your point, if you're saying that exact example, if they could be good in the EPL, without a doubt, you just got to try it. Yeah. All right. Uh, football at five of a different kind. Coming up, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN at 690 here on a Tuesday, live from the Jumbo Shrimp. Coming up at 6 o'clock, Action Sports Jacks OT. Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton, right after that, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. If you can't get out here, well, we'll tell you all about it on the radio side on ESPN 690 about Doug Peterson's first pitch and also Ronald Acuna's rehab stint starts tonight in Jacksonville, Florida on ESPN 690.